thing you gave me was time. You didn't really know me. We were from the same neighborhood and area, but I was with a group of guys that wanted to go to college, wanted to play ball. And you actually gave us that reality that, hey, this could actually happen because we saw somebody that was like us and that we wanted to become. Recruiting is about relationships. It's built on trust. It's built on doing the right things. And it's built on your head coaches and your athletic director, their vision. And I think we have two great leaders, both of those positions. So it makes it easy for me to go out and, and do what I do. Be aggressive. Let's win. Here we go. Once again, we are excited to have another great leader in the field of college athletics. We have Debbie Corum. And Debbie, uh, again, I thank you. It's so much a pleasure of mine to be able to spend this time with you. Uh, and we'll jump right in. So my first question is, take us through, through your journey, the journey which has led you to be the first female athletic director in the state of Utah. Thank you, Coach. Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. Um, but I, I actually started out as a coach, as a high school coach um, and teacher. And then, um, gosh, in my mid-30s, I really changed careers and went into administration. And um, so my administration was really quick. I started out at the SEC commissioner's office, the Southeastern Conference commissioner's office, a low level, kind of worked myself up a little bit. I was there for five and a half years, uh, left, went to Stanford University um, for a couple of years as an assistant athletic director there, um, then went to LSU for four years as an associate uh, assistant and an associate AD there. And then the SEC hired me back. So I went back to the SEC for 12 years. I was an associate commissioner there for 12 years. Um, and then the University of Connecticut hired me uh, from there. Spent four years working at UConn. And then uh, now I've been at Southern Utah University for five. So, um, I, you know, just really honestly started out um, in administration at the you know, at the bottom ranks and just, um, just, uh, you know, just worked hard and worked my way up, up the ladder there. So um, it's been, it's been an unbelievably beautiful career. And, and I, I, you know, you, you, in your story, you talk about, you know, you said low level, that was the term you used. And a lot of people, um, coaches and young administrators, they don't always understand that, you know, you have to start in those places because when you, when you elevate, when you climb the ladder, you know, you know, all the troubles, you know, all the things that happen within the organization. And so I think as it's so much a blessing for you, as you told your story, so much a blessing for you and people to understand uh, the importance of starting in those places and working your way, you know, working your way through the process. Speaking uh, of process, go so ahead. Cool. That, that's uh, so right. I'm so glad you, you picked up on that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, in my career, I've seen a lot of successes and a lot of failures. And, um, and, and I, 
I hesitate when people get into a more powerful position before they're ready, because it's really not even fair to them. Right. So thank, thanks for picking up on that. For sure. Um, speaking, speaking of processes, the last two years, wow, they seem like the last 10 years, but the last two years have, have really been um, a learning process for us all. What would you say for you as a leader has, has COVID and the social justice movement, what has, what has those situations brought to you and what have you learned as a leader from these moments? Oh gosh, you know, one of the things I think that we, that I learned that brought, was brought to me during COVID um, was that I have a get to job, not a got to job. Mm. And um, I, I, you know, I, I just felt so blessed and I can't think of any other word to use during COVID, you know, where we could still um, communicate with our student athletes, with our coaches, um, you know, we were still able to do those things, but it, the, the, what, what I really missed was that connection, was that personal connection on, on camp, you know, being on campus and seeing all the athletes going from practice to weight room to, you know, mm. to, to classes and all those kinds of things. And even though our university did not shut down, I mean, we did for the fall of 2020, um, you know, really didn't have that activity going on and I really missed it and I realized how much I get the energy from um, that right and so I, I missed that energy you know coming back to me and I think one of the you know we learned so many lessons through um, through this period of time but I think one of the things for me is how important communication is um, and how um, you know I how we made much more effort to communicate when we were not, when we were distanced. Right. And now that we kind of come back into the offices, um, I mean, it's really easy for me. I saw, I just saw somebody, I was driving down the road to get back here to my office to do this. And I saw somebody on my staff crossing the road and I realized I haven't seen him really in a couple of weeks, you know, yes. to speak up. And I was like, we were making much more of an effort um, when we weren't here. And so um, I, and that was just a note to self that I've got to do a better job of making sure we're, um, we're strategically communicating because wow. when we see each other, um, we can miss that sometimes, you know, yes. when, you're just, when you're just passing each other and basically in the hallway. Um, so th those are the main things. That's the right. main thing that I learned. Right. You, you, the fact that we, you know, we take it for granted. We take, we, we took a lot for granted. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We took a lot for granted when we were, you know, locked away in our homes and we, we couldn't get out. It was like a, a great experience to be able to grow to the, to the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, so we, we take, we take a lot of things for granted. I, I definitely appreciate that. So here at Kansas state, I, I am really blessed to, to work with Gene Taylor as our AD, and then President Myers, who spends a lot of time in athletics, a lot of time around our team, and get, have an opportunity to learn from him, and then our head coach, Coach Kleiman, they, as leaders for me, 
for someone who aspires to be a head coach one day, I watch their leadership styles. I watch how, of course, Coach Kleiman, as I work alongside him, I watch how he handles conflict. I watch how he manages our team. My question to you is, is, is how would someone on your staff, how would they identify your leadership style? What type of leader would you or they say that you are? Well, I hope I hope they would say I'm a servant leader <laughs> um, because, you know, I my uh, my heart, everything about me with this job is that I do this to try to improve the lives of the, those around me. Um, and and I, I tell this all the time. I, I, I think sometimes our people get tired of hearing me say it, but my job is to make other people's dreams come true. Mm. And, um, and that's not just our student athletes, but that's our coaching staff and our administrative staff and support staff as well. So, um, so one of the things I try to do is find out what their dreams are. I mean, I, I can't make the dreams come true if I don't know what they are. Right. You know, so, so I try to spend a lot of time, um, you know, seeing how they're doing. Um, what are they doing? I, I, I am not a micromanager. I feel that, um, that it's really important that you hire the right people in the job and then you let them do their job. Um, you know, and just keep me kind of posted what they're doing. You know, if, if there's things that, you know, we need to all make a decision together, you know, we bring those to our staff meetings, um, those kinds of things. But I try to be very inclusive um, with information. I, I, um, I learned this from Pat Summit many years ago. I worked with her, obviously, when I was at the SEC. She was one of our coaches. And, you know, her thing is... Um, if you withhold information, then people can't really do their job right. Right. You know, so if you have all the information and they need it, hmm. so I I try really hard. I maybe talk too much to tell our people what you know what I know or what's going on. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's times that are confidential. You know, you you hold those confidentiality um, opportunities very close to your chest. But I I tend to you know, especially our senior staff. I'm, I'm like, this is what's happening, you know, so right. that so that they are not um, spending their hours working on something. And then they find out some information from me later on that that takes away everything they just spent all their time doing. So I feel like that that's that's um, what's important um, and in leadership style. You know, I, I think about this often. Somebody told me one time that a good manager um, makes good decisions, but a good leader does the right thing. That's right. And, um, so I try really hard in my leadership to just think through and everybody will tell you that uh, my first thing always is, is this the right thing for our student athletes? Right. And, um, that's always my first question because that's, that's why we're here. Exactly. Well, I, I, um, I think that, you know, that was very well said as as the person in charge. Of course, all all lights will shine on you. But you you made a point a second ago about being inclusive, about making sure I, I, I had a uh, head coach once say to me uh, as an assistant coach, he said, now you're all on the bus and 
It's you guys, it's your job to make sure that you don't sit on the bus and let me drive off, <laughs> drive <laughs> off the road. Um, you have to give people permission. Mm -hmm. You have to give people permission to stop you if you're going off the road, right? There are some leaders who they're going to drive off the road. And if you try to stop them, you know, you'll have a problem. And so yes. I think inclusivity yeah. is important. No, I, I, I totally um, am with you. And, you know, I've had, I've had people that I've worked for in the past that, um, you know, you were afraid to, to make a mistake, you know, so you were afraid to say something. So I think it's really, really important that I create a, an environment where people are not afraid to speak out and speak up so that they keep me from driving off the road. Right, right. And, you know, it's just like we as coaches, you, you have to you have to develop the culture for that. So you have been around great leaders. Uh, who, who are a couple or maybe one leader who has really influenced you? And, and maybe you can share something that you learned from that person or persons. You know, I, I'm so glad you brought up the leaders. I, I, if, if I can just take 10 seconds to let the people who are listening, I don't think that there's anybody in this, in this world of athletics who's had the opportunity I've had to work with these great leaders. So I'm gonna just start with number one. And you know, once I got involved in intercollegiate athletics, Harvey, Dr. Harvey Schiller, who you know, um, went on to not only be commissioner of the SEC, but um, you know, CEO, a, a director of the USOC. And I mean, he's just, he's just, he's still working, you know, amazing. Um, then, then Roy Kramer came into the SEC. Um, I left and went to work for Ted Leland, who was, uh, you know, thought of it that, and at the time of being, you know, the premier athletic director in the country, then went to work with Joe Dean at, at LSU, who, um, Joe Dean Sr., who, um, you know, had, had, climbed the ranks at Converse and become, you know, become the CEO at Converse and then went back to his alma mater to, you know, in the, in the twilight of his career and did things there. And then went back to the SEC with Roy Kramer and then Mike Slide came along. Um, and then I went to um, UConn and worked with Ward Manuel, um, you know, and then came out here um, uh, with a, a, my president here that hired me to be the athletic director, Scott Wyatt is, you know, um, one of the, one of the best ones, but, um, I, you know, I learned, somebody asked me one time, who was your favorite commissioner of the SEC? And I said, you know, it was interesting because whatever we were going through, that person's skill set was perfect for there. Yeah. But, um, I learned so much, but, um, you know, Roy, Roy Kramer, um, really stands out to me. Uh, quite a bit. He was helping to develop the, B, B, um, the BCS when we were, we, you know, when we were there and working for him. And, um, and I think, you know, what, um, what really stuck out to me with him was just um, to have common sense and everything. He was a very, very intelligent person, um, but he, he looked at things in a very rational reasonable way you know uh, um, common sense Ted Leland at Stanford um, really taught me organization and strategy you know a plan work your plan plan your work and work your plan right. um, I think is one of the things that you know I really learned from Ted Leland who's still mentoring me today um, 
And um, so those are those are just I mean, I could go on and on and on right. about the leaders that I've worked with. Um, uh, Ward Manuel, uh, who's now the athletic director at Michigan, is one of the smartest men, I've, smartest people I've ever been around. Um, and, you know, I just learned I, I learned what you know, one of the things I learned from him is have fun. You know, right. let's enjoy let's enjoy this job. And um, so anyway, I, I, won't, I won't take any more of your time with that, but it's yeah. been it's been amazing. Well, I again, I I love talking to leaders. I love reading about leaders. I have a ton of leadership books. So, and the people who who enjoy this podcast, they are right on point. And it seems to me that you are a person who who is perceptive and who watches and learns from leaders as well. So, don't worry, you're not taking up our time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, so my next question is: being in the position that you're in now you have the opportunity to to hire coaches you have the opportunity to choose staff members and so since i'm a coach what are what are the things that you look for when hiring someone in a leadership position on your staff a coach mm -hmm. uh, a, a senior level uh, a person on your staff what are the things that you look for um, to bring that person on your bus Oh, you, you know, it's, uh, I thank you for asking this question. I think it's a really important question. And, and one of the first things that I always say, and, and that I think is often just taken for granted or overlooked is intelligence. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I think an intelligence encompasses a lot of things, but, um, uh, you know, obviously I want, I want somebody because, and the reason why I say intelligence is we never know what the future is going to hold. Um, so we can't have a, you know, everything fits in a box when you're in the world of athletics. So you have to be willing to think and think through. And, you know, if, if my program is not doing what I had planned for it to do, um, I need to be smart enough to figure out how do I change directions or what do I, you know, what do I do with this? Obviously, uh, you know, I think... Um, I think experience X's and O's, knowing your sport is really important. And I, I think that there are really great coaches who are um, who are learners of the game, not just teachers of the game. And by that, I mean, they, they are constantly studying and, and talking to other coaches or who, you know, whoever they need to be talking to in the field. To, to continue to learn um, how the game evolves and, and, and you know, what to do there. Um, so I, obviously I look for good character. I look for integrity. Respect is very, very important to me. Um, you know, so people who are being respectful, uh, you know, I, to some of your younger coaches, you know, if I take you out to lunch, if you come out here for an interview and I take you out to lunch, and you're short with the wait staff. I pretty much don't don't <laughs> want to continue with you. Um, you know, so because I want to, I want to have somebody who shows respect for all people right. um, from all walks of life and in all types of jobs. Um, so you know, just knowledge of the game, um, intelligence, a willingness to to continue to learn from others to make yourself a better coach. 
and um, just respect and integrity. I, I think especially integrity between the coach and the athletic director is extremely important. Um, and there's a lot of really high profile stories out there where the coach wasn't completely honest with the athletic director. And that's really what got the coach in trouble. Right. So you've got to trust that athletic director, um, that that athletic director, uh, you know, as we tell our student athletes, if you go do something, as I tell our student athletes, you know, you're going to be stupid at some point. Um, aren't we all? I mean, yep. you know, so 100%. So when you when you when you do something stupid, you got to, you know, you got to tell the coach because the coach can help you. Um, and so I kind of feel the same way with my staff, you know, and I, on our coaches that they need to trust that I've hired them. I'm going to hire them. I'm going to try it is in everything in my, in my wheelhouse is to help you succeed as a coach. And, um, so that trust in that is really, really important. And, and I think, you know, we talk around here quite a bit about that same thing. And it's, it's really following the same standards that you set for your student athletes, you yes. know, as a coach is that you, you, I, I said it earlier, earlier, building a culture. And if, if yeah. you build a culture, then it's just who you are. It's what you do. It's how you live. And, yes. and I think, you know, just like you said, that's very important. So my final question and this one is kind of cool for some people and for other people, they don't like it. But, but my question to you is, if you could talk to your younger self, oh. what would you tell that young lady that you know now? Yeah, I think one thing that I would definitely say is enjoy the journey. You know, I think oftentimes, I mean, you as, you know, oftentimes we get focused on what do we want the final thing to be. Right. You know, I want to be a head coach. I want to be an athletic director. And we're so focused on getting there that we don't enjoy what we're doing right there at the time. Um, right. You know, so, um, you know, enjoy that journey to get you to where it is that you're hoping you're going to end up in your career is one thing. So I would be kinder to myself <laughs> and, and, uh, enjoy the journey. Um, but the, you know, the other thing is I, I, um, I, you know, I think what was important is that each job you try to do, it, it's really funny. We could spend another half an hour talking about how I went from one of those, you know, each of those jobs to the other. Um, but each of those jobs that I tell you I moved to, I really kind of moved to because somebody want, you know, came after me, you know, wanted me mm -hmm. to come to this, to this place. And, and I, and I think the reason was because no matter what job I was doing, I was going to do it to the best of my ability. Right. So um, I think, I think doing the job that you're doing now to the best of your ability and just enjoying it and, and capturing it is what I would make sure that my younger self knew to do. Good, good. And, and those are the, those are the words that, that a lot of people say, you know, to their, to their younger selves. Uh, we've had, it's, it's been really cool. We've had conference commissioners. We've had Super Bowl coaches, Super Bowl winning coaches. We've had head coaches. We've had athletic directors. And, you know, the messages that, that you just gave, 
they are the same messages, but spoken in a different way, right? It's like your soup is just a little bit different, but it's got, it has the same ingredients. And I think that's what makes the things that we're talking about, that's what makes it so cool. And that's what makes it so special. And, and I say to my players, that's what makes it real is because when the people are saying the same things and they're saying it in a different way, it must be true. You know, yes. if they're saying the same things, yeah. it must yeah. be true. You know, yeah. a lot today there's a lot of fly by night miracle cures for things, but it's not proven. You know, it, it does not stand up to constant scrutiny. It's not said over here and it's not said by this person. It's not agreed upon by these people. But the things, again, that you shared today, uh, I thank you for because it confirms that doing the right things, following the process, working hard where you are is, is very important. Uh, so Debbie, we thank you for your time. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure. And it's again, I'm a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to have this opportunity for me to, to, because again, leadership is one of my passions. And that as a coach, that's kind of what it's about is they don't they don't care really what you know they want to know that you care and that's yes. what leadership is you said it earlier is is serving right it there's a, a dynamic that if they don't think you're you're care enough about them to serve and i'm not just talking about the players I'm talking about the coaches as well yes. the adults they they want to know that you care too so i thank you for your time well, thank you, Coach Mola. I'm going to tell you because you got a little bit left. Finish strong. That's one of my things. Too. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so we for wish sure. you the best the rest of thank your you. season here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we need all that we can have, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have you have a great day. Thank you.